Welcome to the Recovery Lab. I'm your host, Joe Lemon, and this podcast is sponsored by Elevation Medical. We are the leaders when it comes to soft tissue tools. And so I'm really excited to bring today's guest to you guys, and it's with Drew Marcos. He's a really interesting guy, man, and really well-respected throughout the sports medicine world. He's the founder of Modus Specialty, a physical therapy shop that's here in, in SoCal and Orange County to be exact. And when you talk about people that work with elite level athletes, you got to put his name in this conversation. But you can go to his website, go to ModusSpecialist.com, and you can see his roster that he's been working with. Everyone from Russell Wilson to Carmelo Anthony to... Uh, elite level tennis players, couple gold medalists, Jalen Ramsey, and the list goes on, right? It's too much for me to really even kind of run through <laughs> in the beginning. But he's going to talk about his experience, how we got into physical therapy, and more so how we started working with these elite level athletes and some of the dues that he had to pay along the way. So there'll be a lot of great, a lot of great conversation here. We talk about some of his techniques and tools and his process for trying to evaluate what's the best way to treat Excel to the highest peak. So with that said, guys, I know you will get a ton of value out of this conversation with Drew Marcos at Modus Specialty Physical Therapy. I like to keep my all my, all my podcast conversations relaxed, just like this. And and to me, I think this is um, a great place for us to kind of start, Blake, because talking about when's the right time to use technology versus, you know, you being that, you know, the actual expert therapist, knowing that knowing your actual patient and how do you diagnose that with your own hands, I think is an interesting conversation because your hands are like like people are coming to at least how I view it as a patient, right? As a guy who goes out and just hurts himself doing dumb stuff, I'm coming to Drew because I'm like Drew's gonna fix me, not my, not that tool on over there, like you know, in the straight corner. As a guy that has a lot of tools at his place, <laughs> you know, just sitting around, and I get a chance to use them. But anytime me and my wife get hurt, like I'm thinking about the actual doctor or the person I'm working with or the therapist. Because I'm like, that's the person that's going to hold the weight. So I'm excited to have Drew onto the podcast. Welcome onto the show, man. Thank you for having me. How did you get started into this whole space in the very beginning? How did you get into this whole sports medicine world? So um, starting, go, we'll, go, we'll go back a long go time. Back. We'll go, go back. back. So yeah, why not? I, I always wanted to, you know, be in uh, in the sports world, you know, you know, to play possibly college or something like that. And I, I, I learned early on that I wasn't going to make it. Man. And I realized, you know, that this wasn't something where I was going to be able to be that athlete, you know, you know, getting that college scholarship. So I thought to myself, well, what's the next best thing? And the next best thing for me was being that guy that's helping them, you know, when they get hurt. Like this is this is like this is high high school times. OK. You know, when nobody really knows what they're going to do. <laughs> And I and I always that's pretty early still though. Yeah, to have an idea. Yeah, that, that's some insight. And I kind of always knew I wanted to do some type of of medicine. I just didn't know what you know. And and surgery was something that you know always you know maybe crossed my mind. But then I realized at the end of the day, the the surgery is great. But then you know it's all about what's happening after the surgery. That's mm. that really kind of takes the athlete to that next level. Um, and you don't really have like it's like a one and done kind of thing. You, you do the surgery and then it's like see you later. Where I wanted more of that relationship with uh, with the athlete. And so um, I started, you know, I, I started doing athletic training uh, in undergrad. So I did uh, athletic training as. Um, Where'd you go to school? UNLV. UNLV. Okay, yeah, out there in Vegas. I was a Vegas guy yeah, yeah, yeah. for four years. 
I tried to make sure I was done in four years, so I didn't spend too much time. Smart in man. Heard me do off the script. Yeah, that 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 first year uh, financial aid money was was gone in really you know a few months there. I got stories about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, as time progressed, like I I really got heavily involved in my student you know internships and my student curriculum, and so once I graduated, um, I you know got certified. And then I was very fortunate to work with the Cleveland Browns for a year. I did a, a, a summer internship there. And what I realized was um, these guys are still really close to me. Uh, the head athletic trainer with the Browns was not doing as much as the assistant athletic trainer. Hmm. And so I was like, you know, and I asked the guy, I was like, why, why aren't you not? Why isn't the why are you doing more than the head guy? You know, I was I was very confused at that time as like, you know, a recent grad. And he told me straight up, he's like, I have more jurisdiction here um, than the uh, athletic trainer or head guy. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He's like, well, I am also a physical therapist, not only an athletic trainer, but also a physical therapist. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what you're doing is what I want to do, you know. So, I, I, you know, athletic training is great, but I wanted to be able to do more. Mm-hmm. And so he told me about physical therapy a little bit more and I looked into it and I left Cleveland to start, um, USC PT school. So I did all my stuff and I applied and I got in and, uh, and then that's where I went to physical therapy school for three years. And from there, I, I really knew at that point, like, this is something that I really want to do. Like I want to do sports PT and obviously everybody wants to do that. That's kind of like the thing where, yeah, everyone everyone says they want to do sports PT, but how many people actually like get into get it. into it and, yeah. and, and you know actually really do it? Um, so I knew after PT school, like I needed to you know have more knowledge. So I did an orthopedic residency, that was a full year with Kaiser Permanente, and then I followed that up with a sports fellowship with Kaiser Permanente. So it really kind of honed in my skills. Orthopedic residency was great; it honed me in on my clinical reasoning. And then sports fellowship really honed me in on everything sports, like mechanics, biomechanics, what to look for in all the different sports and, and all that stuff, running, you know, mechanics, all of that. So I kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. And at that point, um, I got married in 2008. I graduated okay. SC 2007. So I was doing a residency and then I did a fellowship and then and then I was like, well, you know what? I'm already doing all of this education. I need to kind of help. I need to train my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I did a, a year-long uh, fellowship in Movement Links, it's called, mm-hmm. with a very one of my mentors. She's awesome. Her name's Claire Frank. Mm-hmm. Really, really smart lady. Um, she, she's, you know, her, her, her approach and everything is what I really wanted to kind of hone in my skills on, just movement analysis you know? And so I learned all the manual stuff and the residencies and stuff like that, but I also needed to train my eyes and that's where movement links like really came in. So I did that for a year. So at the end of that, I was, you know, I got a text message from a buddy of mine who's an athletic trainer over at Texas. And he was like, Hey man, you applying for that, uh, USC job. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, USC is looking for a physical therapist, PTATC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you know, like, I remember at that point I was working at Kaiser Permanente as, you know, a sports PT. 
High volume spot, I would imagine, too, right? High volume, yeah. yeah, you know, like, you see everybody. You're sports PT, but you're seeing, you know, the 80-year-old, mm -hmm. you know. And it, I knew that's not what I wanted to do, but I had to get my feet wet. I had to learn what, you know, how to, like, treat any kind of patient. Great experience for the reps, I would imagine, just trying to get yeah. some. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all about reps. And, and the way their model is, is was great. You know, at that time, you know, I was in my second year out of PT school, so I was just seeing a lot. And Kaiser has a great mentorship program, so you can just – you know, talk to the guy next to you, like, hey, I need help with this kind of, with this client, and it's all love, like, there's no, there's no, like, oh, no, I don't have time for that kind of a thing, because it's all about teaching, which was great about Kaiser. Interesting. Um, so, uh, I got, I, I submitted my application, um, I was very fortunate, I had a great interview, loved my boss, Russ Romano from USC, the head athletic trainer, we kind of, we kind of got along right away, and, um, I, I had that job from 2010 to 2015, working with all collegiate athletes and kind of like a dream come true. You know, this is yeah. where it all kind of hit the hit the peak of, of what I would. And I remember driving by off the 110 and seeing USC and in the Galen Center. And I, I would always tell my wife, like, one day I'm going to work here, you know. And, yeah. and, and then time happened and, and I did. Um, and so... Uh, that's kind of how it all started with with me like really kind of honing in on my skills on in, in in athletics and I think that experience at USC really helped me a lot because at that point you know obviously I seen some sports clients but now my you know 40 to 60 hour work week was all athletes you know that, yeah. all sports all you know if you think of a, any kind of sport USC had it and I was working with them in terms of rehab consultations with the staff athletic trainers you know as much as we can and I was as an athletic trainer I was men's and women's tennis so I kind of helped them uh, with the athletic training side of it on top of the PT side so it was a great experience you know I loved uh, I loved working with all the ATCs and with all the athletes and at the end of 2015 after football season um, you know I was at a point where I was like okay you know I need to kind of expand my horizons a bit. And so I left USC with the intention of, uh, you know, going on my own, um, you know, working with some professional athletes and, and kind of started a little bit at, you know, at the end of it. So I knew like I had some connections. And so I did, and that's when I started MODIS 2016, MODIS Specialist Physical Therapy. And, uh, and here we are today, 2020. Dude, I mean, Modus is definitely on the map too, man. I uh, I really love how you've kind of set the actual environments up. I mean, we're at, we're at one of the offsite locations, I guess now, and and um, it's kind of funny how you were kind of talking about you coming up because I got married in like '09, and I was going to the University of Pittsburgh, and I rem I remember this too. Like, I was at that time once I was at school where I was debating about what's next, right? Like, what should I do next? And I was just all about partying. Like, I was like, hey, yeah. just party. That's what keep that party going, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so uh, getting into PT school there, which is a pretty decent program, if I understand, uh, it was like a 2.75 at a time. Now it was through the roof. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I had like a 2.68. Never forget it. I was walking on, like, the main strip. And I was like, man. And there was more parties coming up and had some tests coming up. And I was like... I'm just gonna go to marketing school. <laughs> and so, it, I mean, but I'll, I've always had a great respect for physical therapists and what they do. And I really, uh, it's really interesting now to kind of see how the lines have kind of 
been blurred between now with the cash-based athletic trainers, cash-based PTs, and now the general population, I feel like is a little bit confused of when should I see the PT? Mm-hmm. When should I see my personal trainer? When should I see, you know, like, yeah. do you mind just kind of breaking that down a little bit? Because yeah. because you have that background that you can, you can get into details. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when people say PT, they're thinking personal trainer. Yep. And then we're thinking physical therapist. Yeah. So there was a lot of confusion early on. So I always, always like to say, you know, we're, you know, physical therapists at the end of the day. Um, you know, I think... I think when it comes down to it is like when there's any type of musculoskeletal injury or something going on, that's where the physical therapist comes into play. Um, you know, so like I think that's where we as a, as a profession kind of strive in. Um, we're at the point now where, you know, anything where there's any type of injury or any type of issue going on with their body, like that's where, you know, that's our job. Um, if then... I think physical therapists kind of at a point now too, they, they kind of expand their horizons and they're almost like personal trainers as well. Yeah. Um, but I think this is where we kind of have to set the line and I, and I, and I kind of stay in my lane, you know, my lane is, is really important to kind of stay within and I'm, you know, I'll help you with your pain or I'll help you with prevention. I'll be a little bit more proactive, but you know, I'm not going to sit there and and do a weight training session with, with these guys. Um, I'm more of the type of like, let me work with that person and kind of work as a group to kind of get the job done that, that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's interesting too, cause now, especially in healthcare, healthcare is going through some wild changes uh, with everything going on, of course. And, and now I think we're going to come to this road and I would love to get your thoughts on this. Like where the general population is looking at life, like, okay, do I keep using my current insurance plan that I've been using and getting my, current results right or do i move towards something else and try to focus more on a higher level of care yeah and um that's one of the things i wanted to use my use my actual platform for is that you know expose people to some of the things that are out there yeah because there's a lot of great technologies and a lot of things that people are doing that just i don't think the general population knows about so yeah what's your whole thoughts on like how this will look post-covid do you think people are going to be pushing for that higher le- higher level of care or yeah. do you think we still have a lot more work to do you know i think it's it's really at the end of the day i think the motivation of the patient the client you know like if their if their goals are to get back into something that's going to really kind of help them achieve their goals like whether it's sports whether mm-hmm. it's a, a job they know that they're going to have to spend money on it because mm-hmm. unfortunately in our world the insurance based model it, it's not good you know, and I, it's and, trash. And it's, Let's be honest. <laughs> and I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in that model, but yeah. you know, it's it's just tough because the owner of the company just has to make ends meet, and by doing that, it's all about volume, and the expense of that becomes the physical therapist just not spending enough time with their clients. So they'll probably see 15 minutes, and then the other 45, they're, the patient is off, you know, with an aide or assistant, and then after that 15 minute, the next person patient's coming in and the PTs with them for 15 minutes. So how can you get good quality care in 15 minutes? By the time, you know, you're done conversating with them, you only have like 10 minutes, you know, and then manual therapy and then, and then that's it really, right? There's no time for assessment, reassessment. There's no time for, you know, checking in what's wrong, how everything's been. And so our model at Modus is we're one-on-one for the whole hour, you know, and, and then we use the technology for people to use after that hour. 
Mm-hmm. So if they're willing to stay for like two hours, they can stay in our office for two hours. Interesting. You know? Okay. And so um, we, you know, at the end, and we only charge for the the one hour rate. Yeah. And so, you know, that's because at the end of the day, we want to get them to feel better, right? It's not about, you know, obviously we need we need to run a business, but it's not about hey, you know, like you're 15 minutes over, you know, it's gonna cost you another X amount. You know, it's not about that. You know, if people come to us and they keep coming back to us because of the experience, you know, and they like that attention that they're getting. At the end of the day, everyone loves attention. It's anything in life, Period. right? Yeah. It's anything in life. You know, you want your wife to, you know, love you more, you got to show her attention. It's not like she's just going to give it to you. Yep. Um, and so I think that's the model that I wanted to really run coming out and starting Modus is I didn't want to fall into that trap of this insurance-based, you know, I need to make ends meet. Because I'd rather see one person than four people and, you know, make the same amount of money. You know what I mean? And the, not the stress and, you know, having to deal with insurance and all of that. And so I think people now are going to realize that if I want to get better efficiently, then I'm going to need to spend some money outside pocket. And, I, and this is what I tell a lot of people is, you know, if you're going to, go to an insurance-based place for six months and pay your copay of, you know, $20 a, a visit versus seeing us for three months. So now you've saved three months of time and money. It's probably going to come out to be the same amount, you know? And, right. and I think once people kind of start putting those pieces together, they're like, okay, you know what? Like this probably is better for me lifestyle-wise and for me just to get better right at a you know more efficient rate man you know um i love that model just for one i mean especially you know you know obviously me and you're talking and how we how we linked up is through the actual pizza wave because you were kind of talking about that but i I even tell people i'm like man this is one of the tools right and people are coming to see you Mm -hmm. and that's how we that's how we even start this whole conversation but the model of giving people that one-on-one time and obviously, you're working with some really highly motivated uh, clients, I should say, and they got some goals and they got some clear, clear things that they're that they're really trying to execute on. Um, so, you, you know, having that model makes too much sense to me. But talk a little bit about kind of what the difference level of care goes into, you know, because obviously you have the background being at a high volume place like Kaiser, and you see a little bit of everything. You know, you have probably have the weekend warriors that are in great, great shape, and you probably see. My uh, auntie, who's, you know, kind of been hanging out for a little bit, might yeah. be in, like, early 60s or whatever. Um, what's the difference level of care of working with, like, a pro athlete versus working with someone that's kind of, like, at these other facilities? Like, as far as what do you guys – as far as the day in the life of kind of what a PT visit would look like, if you don't yeah. mind getting into that for two seconds. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the professional athlete has a greater motivation, you know, like – and these guys are – you know, we deal with – NFL, NBA, MLB, yeah. like their 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 job, their livelihood is, you know, is everything, right? Just like every other job. But now we're dealing with like millions of dollars, right? <laughs> right. Millions right. and millions of dollars. So we have to be as efficient as possible because the team is looking to us to take care of them. The the players, their families are all looking for us to do the right job and to do the right thing. And so we don't have enough time for the BS, you know, we don't have enough time to like do the wishy-washy stuff. I hope this works kind of a thing. And I think that's where I learned a lot being at USC because obviously USC is a college. It's not a professional team, but all of these athletes 
were either going to the Olympics or they're going to professional sports. Like yeah. we were a very high level university and, and that drive, like I would get calls from coaches like, Hey, this guy needs to play by next week or two weeks. And no so there's pressure. a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. No pressure. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure to kind of do the right thing. So you can't, Kaiser is one of those things where you're like, okay, see how this feels. We'll check it out next week where this is like, okay, if this doesn't work and you can't, you can't throw this football, like we got to figure out something else for the next day. And so obviously it's great to see these athletes on a daily basis, which is what it was at USC and not everyone has that opportunity, but it helped me learn like, okay, what is works and what doesn't work. And then from there, you you do as much as you can manual skills and then you bring in the technology because the technology is what kind of brings it over to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's going to really help us do our jobs, especially if you're getting the right stuff versus just, you know, fliffy floffy stuff <laughs> that won't necessarily work. And there's no research behind to really show that like, Hey, this, this is really working and this is really helping. Yeah. You know, um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of fluff out there too. And I could talk bad about my own, industry because I'm in it <laughs> but th- there's a lot of bad un- unscience based type of technology out there so h- how deep into the science do you go or do you do more of an evidence-based type approach when it comes to trying to find the right tools to use yeah for me it's all about peer-reviewed journal articles you know mm-hmm. and, and and I feel like most of the equipment that I'm getting is is non-US based you know yeah. it's all out of Europe because by the time it comes to the USA Mm-hmm. it's already two to three years behind it's in true. terms of what Europe is doing. So I go straight to the source, and they may not necessarily have all the peer-reviewed journal stuff, but they have a lot of clinical-based research. Um, you know, you talk to the right people. They kind of help you, guide you in, like, what works, what doesn't work, their experience with it. And so, but, but the majority of the things, like blood flow restriction, I'm going to the science. I'm going to where... A lot of the research is, is based out of, um, and so that kind of helps relieve a lot of the stress and a lot of anxiety of like, is this actually working? Because all those modalities, you don't know what's happening. It's happening beneath the skin and nobody really knows until there's actual data behind it and a pre and a post. And so, um, you know, you can say that one product works better than the next, but you don't really know. Right. All you're going off of is subjective exams and and you know what people are saying uh, after that and so I use technology uh, with a grain of salt but then use that as well as a way as a means from and and my athletes are honest you know they'll tell me like hey this doesn't work like I didn't feel any difference Um, and and that was really good feedback for me because I need that honesty I need to know that this is not working and that you know I need to move on from this and figure out something else that might help love it man yeah and you know we are about to wrap up too. I know everybody's time's on time running straight, time crunch with everything. But I, I really love this conversation of being able to test a lot of the actual tools that are out there. Because again, you know, in theory things can work, but having raw, like having real data, that's not just oh, I, I think I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because every time I get injured, I'm trying to will myself mentally back into it anyway. Right. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm looking for any ounce of improvement, right? And that could be because the AC's up. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have anything else to do with it. Right. So um, right before we wrap here, up here, though, man, I have to get your honest feedback. What's your whole thoughts about the Pisa Wave? You can bash us. You can be as honest or real as you want to be, if you don't mind just kind of sharing Well, my experience, experience. my experience with you guys has been, been pretty interesting. You know, obviously, we, 
we trialed you guys out, um, and, and we had pretty good success with it. And then it came to the point where it was like, okay, you know, I need, I need something else. I need something more. So I reached back out to you because we had such good success. And I think the reason why we're using the Pizio Wave is because it's helping, you know. At the end of the day, I'm not using anything just to kind of say I have this piece of equipment in my office and, and you know, it's all, you know, gravy. And I, I love having just all this technology around. But, you know, there's, again, like we said, there's so much fluff out there that we have to really pick through what works and what doesn't work. And the reason we have one of your units in our office is because we believe it works. And we've been getting great feedback from our athletes and our clients that, you know, this is something that's really effective. Love it, man. Appreciate the plug. I didn't pay him for that, but you no, know, he didn't. <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably ask for something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of you, you know, outside in the parking lot or something, man. Yeah. But, but, but honestly though, Drew, appreciate your time, man. Please tell everybody how to find you. And, and if there's any things that you guys are working on in the future coming up, any camps or anything coming up with everything going on or, uh, so we have, I have this, um, ACL prevention program that I'm kind of putting together uh, okay. digitally. Uh, it's something that I utilize a lot at USC and with, uh, you know, minor uh, amateur leagues and professional leagues that has really shown to decrease a lot of ACL tears. Is it for athletes or is it more so for the actual Everybody. Docs? Okay. Everybody, yeah. Education program. Yeah, it's a program. It's like a course. Yeah. Um, so I have videos there. I have all the research that shows about ACLs. Oh, we got to plug away on that, man. Yeah, so okay. it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's, you know, now it's at the point where it's all on the web development side. So it's just more on just creating it. All the content's already there. All the data's there. It's just now making it look nice, you know? Gotcha. So that's coming up. Um, yeah, you can find us on in Instagram mainly. That's our, like our main hub, uh, Modus Specialists with an S at the end and two S's in the middle. And our website is www.moduspecialist.com. Kind of talks a little bit about what our approach is, how we kind of do things. Um, shows a little bit about who we've worked with in the past and in the present. Um, and you know, like we're just all about educating. I, I teach a lot in different conferences. So if there's any PTs out there listening, um, you know, when all of this COVID stuff's done, uh, we're set to be again, presenting over at APTA, uh, combined section meetings in, uh, 2021. Is it going to be back in Denver this year? No, it's going to be in DC, DC, okay. DC yeah. this year. It's a great time, yeah. man. And I have a course through, uh, jet set rehab on, okay. on movement analysis and uh, return to sport. Um, so go ahead, check them out. We got canceled in May. We were actually this past weekend, we were supposed to be in Cabo. Okay. Uh, yeah. But that obviously got uh, x nade So we're going to shoot for next year back in Cabo. Next year, man, yeah. next year. I mean, well, Drew, I got to say, thank you so much for just taking a moment to kind of jump on the mics. Appreciate really you do me. appreciate, you know, you just kind of carving out time and even working together. I really do value your actual honest feedback. So with that said, guys, we're out.